coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Traffic Jam, the show where you access world-class traffic experts every single week and learn how to build and grow a profitable audience for your website. I'm James Reynolds and this is episode number six. In this week's show, all focus is on LinkedIn and I'm speaking with Lo Silver about leveraging LinkedIn groups for strategic prospecting, community building on LinkedIn and setting up your LinkedIn profile to get more LinkedIn search traffic and maximize your conversions. Now, following my chat with Lo, we have this week's news in traffic where we have all the latest news from the past week in online traffic generation. Plus, there's the one-minute traffic tip and this week's Traffic Jam track. So stick around till the end of the show for that. But for now, let's dive straight into this week's interview with Lowe Silver. Today, I'm welcoming on the call author of the book, Local Marketing for Busy People, international speaker and considered one of the top LinkedIn marketing and business trainers in the world, Loz Silver. Welcome to the call, Loz. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's things with you? Good, good. Um, busy as always. Ace, well, that's great to hear. Let's kick things off, Loz. Let's um, first of all just give our listeners a little bit of a background on who you are and what you get up to as a LinkedIn marketing and business trainer and any other activities you might have going on right now. Yeah, so uh, basically I've been doing online marketing and different things like that for about 10 years. I started testing some things on Facebook and when everyone kind of became a Facebook guru, I kind of just moved on to LinkedIn. Uh, I started really realizing the power of LinkedIn on a B2B level and just really focused all my attentions on it for a significant while. Uh, help business to businesses and corporates really develop good relationships on LinkedIn, um, strategic one-to-one messaging, also uh, communities, which is a little bit different than just doing groups, and just been doing LinkedIn stuff forever and kind of moved on to a lot of other things. I'm, I'm a partner in, in various other companies and, and softwares, including a digital marketing company. Uh, we do digital publishing. It's called knowledge.ly. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, let's dive straight in with this topic of LinkedIn and let's start off with a bit of a overview of, of what it's all about. What would you say to a novice starting out are the key pillars to becoming successful on LinkedIn that we should probably cover in today's interview? The key things are really understanding who you're going to target demographic wise and who your uh, who your niche is and who you're trying to send your messages to also something that most won't probably say but patience it's not immediate it's not you're not going to make 100 million dollars in in the next 5 minutes uh push button style with with LinkedIn but you are going to develop great business relationships and you are going to be able to capitalize those into long-term business relationships and uh, authority in your niche as well. Those are the main things. A lot of people focus on your bio, but it's not as important as really putting the time into LinkedIn. Yeah, you have to have a strategic message and it's important to have the keywords, but it's not 
99% of it. A lot of people think, oh yeah, if I just fix this, then I'll have floods of leads coming in every day that I won't know what to do with. That's not that's not the case. It's really an overall structure in uh, developing the whole entire system with LinkedIn from the bio to the messages to the groups we join to possibly even if we're looking to develop our own community as well. Excellent. Good. Well, I'd like to start off by talking about getting the, the basics right by talking about the profile section, because I'm sure we need to get that right before we start engaging people and pushing people towards our LinkedIn page. What are some of the essential elements to setting up a profile on LinkedIn that's going to convert people looking at that profile into perhaps interested parties who will later want to do business with you? The first thing is we want to have an all-star profile. And what I mean with all-star is LinkedIn will actually tell you it has this little circle and it keeps filling up as you keep filling up your profile. And when you are at the top, you're at all-star level. So you want to make sure that everything is congruent. You have the proper message in everything you're doing in your LinkedIn bio from the headline to the previous and current work positions, your education, all the way down to your background and businesses that you have done or are doing, and focusing on maybe adding a little bit of your personality. So adding slide shares or adding YouTube, connecting that to your blog, really having the entire brand of you essentially um, visible on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, and, and when you're developing your profile, you should have strategic keywords placed in your background and in your past and previous position, but don't go crazy spammy. Be strategic. Speak of things that you've done, and it's not that difficult to rank on LinkedIn, to be honest with you, because most people are doing it wrong. So just talk about your current positions, your past positions, and add some stuff in your skills and expertise and in your summary as well, and you'll be fine. People will Got consist- it. And I'm sure this new f- sort of feature that's come on board quite recently, endorsements, has perhaps got to influence where you rank within the LinkedIn search engine. If, again, people were to endorse me many times over for the skill SEO, I'm sure that's got to have some weight towards where I'll appear in a search for the phrase SEO consultant. Or at least that would make sense anyway. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So being strategic, you know, like I said, from your whole your whole perspective of, of the profile, from skills and expertise to the background, previous and past positions, the summary, even the headline, strategically placed keywords. More about yourself, not not a bland, I do PPC management, and this is some companies I have worked for. But, you know, kind of, kind of just putting a little bit more of who you are in there really works with people as they read it. Okay, cool. Well, let's just have a little summary of, of where we're at. We said to complete the profile in full. We mentioned adding some form of sort of benefit-driven title and summary to stand you out. We talked about strategic placements of keywords to make sure that your profile is relevant for search. Is there anything that we've missed, Loz, in getting that perfect profile set up? That is it. Just finish every single detail. Add Add your education and add all your information. LinkedIn will continue to tell you, hey, you're missing a little section. I, I notice here that you didn't put your location. Uh, something something I, I test, I'm always testing uh, different things on LinkedIn. And one of the things that I do test is on my previous and past positions, I will try different locations because on a, on a keyword, a lot of times people could search Orlando SEO 
I'm in Orlando. So I'm more likely to actually be the first person to pop up rather than just the guy who has SEO. So I'm always uh, changing things like that as well. And I'm always changing my my keywords. Uh, LinkedIn actually is pretty cool with giving you a lot of uh, data. And you can see who who's searching for what kind of keywords, who's viewed your profile, and what kind of keywords have been ranking. If you go to the bottom of your profile page, you can see the top keyword searches and demographics. So always switch that out and see what could be working better. If some, if some words are not working great, you could consistently be testing and see if other words work better for you. Well, one question I wanted to ask before we kind of move on to a different topic is around connections. What's your strategy around who you accept and who you invite to be a connection? You kind of like an all in guy will just, you know, accept whoever um, requests to be a connection or are you more selective? And is there any strategy around that? I'm an all in guy. And the reason (laughs) is because I'm on LinkedIn to do business with people. If I already know you, Odds are I'm either already doing business with you or there's not something in common that I'm going to do with you. So I need to get new people in the door, you know? Essentially you could you could look at it as you're getting a lot of inbound leads. Some something I do with LinkedIn, you can see when you add people, normally they view your profile. So you can go to that section on who's viewed your profile, like I said, and see what they do, what their position is. And if it seems a match to what you can offer and there's some congruency there. I approach them and I say, hey, I noticed you viewed my profile. How can I help you? Is, is there anything? You know, I looked at your website and I saw XYZ. Start conversations. The thing about LinkedIn is that everyone is out there to essentially grow their business. You know, no one is looking to see who ate what as a sandwich or pictures of their cousins. The average person makes about $150,000 on LinkedIn. So, they're there to do business, to grow their networks and do more business. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool when you start you know, developing relationships. You can basically get to a, a phone call and see if you guys have something uh, quite fast. Rather than you know, with Facebook, it's, it's way more just about fun. You know, yeah. Everybody that's on Facebook is, is thinking secondary on, the, on that term of like, hey, let's do business. But with LinkedIn, it's the primary focus. You're there to see messages, see what else is out there, read business news, and talk to people about business. Got it. Yeah, I guess people are already in that business mindset, so they're ready for that uh, kind of thought pattern, whereas somewhere like Facebook or, or Twitter or any of these more socially orientated platforms, you've got to kind of change their mindset and get them to talk about business as opposed to what they've just eaten yeah. for their lunch or dinner before you can move them forward. Good. Well, this is this is good exactly. stuff, Lars. And I'd like to explore the sort of conversation thread we just started about prospecting and, and how we would identify good people to engage and then how we would engage them using LinkedIn search. What are your strategies around that? My favorite way to do prospecting is using groups. Um, rather than creating my own group, which you totally can, and I'll get to that in a minute, I go out and I look for the best groups that are already out there. I do research and I look at the demographics and the data on these groups. And basically from there, I start prospecting. So say say I'm a consultant. I would join groups not so much about consulting 
because I am one of the those guys. So it's just going to be a, a hundred thousand people with the same opportunity offering <laughs> the same service to people who already know how to do that. It doesn't make sense. I would go into a group of doctors. Why? Because there's no marketers there. So yeah. I would go in there and I, and I would give them education on marketing strategies. I show them different things that we can do with LinkedIn. I show them different things we can do with Facebook, with ads. Um, I also go, I also like to target different countries. You know, um, I like to get into speaking and do different things like that. And I go into groups, um, you know, UK groups that do real estate. You know, most marketers aren't going to be there, but therefore, if I go in there and I educate them and I teach them and I and I become the the head position in that group, the the influencer, so to speak, then everyone's going to look for me on that guidance because they're in that group to look and see how they can improve their business. So it makes sense yeah. that I continue to educate them. Another quick way is to also leverage the group by creating a relationship with the group owner. I look at groups that have a significant amount of people inside of them already. So what I do is I become an influencer in the group. Then, only after I've already given value, I go out and I approach the owner and I say, hey, um, I, you know, I'm an influencer in your group. I love what you guys are doing. I'd love to see... If I can give you guys a presentation, of course, I'm not going to pitch anything. Just give you guys knowledge on how to be the best real estate agent using LinkedIn or Facebook. And if you guys, if you guys love it, people can message me. And, and if not, I'm happy to do it because this, this group has helped me a significant amount. If someone has a 35,000-person group, which is very common on LinkedIn, that's an email list. They can go out and they can send that. Hey guys, Los is going to do a, a great presentation on how to be XYZ. It's going out to all 35,000 people. So it's a quick way to fill a webinar and get new prospects coming in that are business-minded. That's something I, I really love doing. And there's a, there's a plethora of groups. So if you guys want to steal this strategy, it can literally <laughs> result in money for you by Friday. Got it. Well, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people listening to this who would want to go and steal that strategy, Lod. So let's just review some of those criteria for groups. You mentioned A, looking at verticals and one that's not your own. So if you're a consultant, not to enter a consultant group. Um, you also mentioned the size of a group. You mentioned numbers of 30,000. I mean, is that the sort of ideal criteria or is there some other kind of filters that we should be looking at in selecting the right groups to enter? So I'll give you exactly what I do. I go in, step one, and I search for groups. I search for groups that are, one, I search for a local group, two, for an international group, and three, I search for a large group in a particular niche. So I focus on three groups at a time because I don't have time to really go into 50 groups and go crazy. It just, it wouldn't be realistic. So I focus on these three groups and I look at the metrics in each in each group. So LinkedIn gives you this for free. LinkedIn, you can go into the groups and then go into the more section. And then you can look at the activity of the group. And you can see if they have a lot of people or if they have a little bit of people. You can see the engagement. You can see um, all the group statistics. Who, who is in there? Um, are they directors? managers, entry level, senior position, vice presidents. And I can see the demographics. I can see the growth of the group. I can see the activity. So if it's not an active group, I'm not going to go waste my time. 
I'm going to get, I'm going to get out of there and I'm going to go find a group that's got a lot of people. It's growing and it's active. That's a, that's a gold mine, right? So I'm going to join that group and I'm going to put my time and effort into that group because LinkedIn is telling me, Hey, this is a great group. It's growing and it's got a lot of engagement. So that's the kind of groups I focus on. I basically just, I go to work. I just start giving value, uh, creating relationships. Another thing here is that if I, if I had a third party connection, I actually can't message them. But if I'm in the same group as them, it's kind of like a hack. You can message them directly. So I start seeing uh, people who are also active in the group and maybe I start messaging them for, for inbound relationships and, and things like that. Cool. This is good stuff, Lot. So what sort of activity then are you posting in the group? You mentioned kind of delivering value. So in your case, you would perhaps be posting about sort of marketing advice and, you know, um, things relating to internet marketing. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Um, basically, I'm, I'm posting content that I may have or content that is relevant from, from other sources. I'm posting questions uh, I'm asking people what questions they have so I can just sit there in the actual group and answer them. So most most of all my stuff is really just giving people content and giving and giving and then uh, slowly, I guess, essentially asking for the sale by connecting with people personally, starting a small conversation and then seeing how I can help them and usually taking that to a phone call. You can most certainly, if you don't like doing phone calls, you can take it to an email and kind of continue the relationship there. But it's easier for me to just go from from building a relationship to a phone call because you can get a lot more done on a phone call than 20 more emails. Cool. And you also mentioned building your own community as a strategy. When might that be appropriate? And just give us an example on how that might look. It's appropriate for a variety of people and companies. So if you're a small, medium enterprise and you guys have the personnel and you guys have the time, then it's it's great because you can put a couple of people in charge of that and they can do it. If you're a solopreneur, it's going to be a little bit harder and it is something that's going to take some time. So I would not suggest you do that. I would suggest you just listen to the part where I told you basically how to hack groups and connect with the owner to do webinars. That's better for you. But if you are a small, medium business and you do a lot of B2B stuff, it's great to essentially create a community that is essentially the, the initial funnel for your, for your sales cycle because you're, you're cherry picking people to come into your group. You're giving them information that's relative to your content or that, or to your service or product. And then you're having someone manage the group. Um, follow up with them, see if they have questions, see if they have issues, um, consistently developing relations inside of that community, and then basically taking them into the initiation of your normal sales cycle or uh, into whatever whatever you have. Maybe Maybe it's into a webinar, maybe it's straight to phone calls, but you're creating a community of rabid fans that are engaged and 100% about the message, product, and service that you are trying to deliver. And how do you invite people to your own group? I mean, is that only through your own connections or is there other ways to go about it? Um, you can invite people to your own group through your own connections. You can invite people to join your group um, 
basically through through any through any way. You can use Facebook and just give them a link and say, "Hey, join my group." You can connect with people individually and say, "Hey guys, join my group." You can connect with people in other groups and say, "Hey guys, if you like this group, um you actually might like this other one which is, you know, very similar group. It's got a lot of engagement and great relationships inside that group." So, it's it's unlimited the way to invite people. You don't need to be connected to me to unless I make the group private, but if I'm looking to do uh business with new people, I would never make the group private. Got it. Cool. All right. What about LinkedIn advertising? Lars, there's a few people that I know that have started doing it with mixed results. What's your experience with LinkedIn ads? Um, I would not put my money into it. I would rather put my money into Facebook ads or Google. But you certainly can if you are a larger corporation and your focus is more of a branding, branding yourself and developing a, a certain kind of position in in the marketplace because LinkedIn does have a significant amount of, of people all, all corporate and, you know, more, more of that kind of B2B market. But if I, if I want more immediate results and I, I just can't spend the money on LinkedIn cause I can, I can get my clicks so much cheaper, even on, even on Google, you can create a much better Facebook sequence. I think in my opinion, um, I think the people that the majority of people that are spending money on LinkedIn are, bigger corporations and i really do think it's for branding if they if they break break down the numbers i, I don't think the roi is there but you know i, I most certainly could be wrong in, in certain cases yeah well i checked out the cpcs and uh, comparative they seem to be quite high somewhere between two and five dollars per click you know compare that to facebook which is a tiny fraction of that amount and definitely delivers delivers results yeah perhaps yeah better to stick your marketing dollar in facebook yeah exactly and facebook is doing so much more for you to market i mean you can do sponsored stories you can do promoted posts you can do just facebook ads then you can retarget them with custom audience i mean there you know you have so many more options and things like that to, to track it so I'd, I'd rather, I'd much rather do Facebook ads. Excellent. Cool. Well, lots, we've gone almost for 30 minutes. It's flown by. What final words of wisdom would you like to pass on to everyone who's listening into this podcast? If I could pass on some words of wisdom, I, I would say be patient with LinkedIn and really focus on developing your network. Um, the majority of people on there are truly in there to do business. You just have to have the right approach and really make it about them at first. Because no one wants to be sold on the initial conversation. So just think of that. You wouldn't want to be sold on the, um, on the first initial conversation that someone starts with you. So don't try to sell people. Try to offer value and, and build relationships. And that network will take you very, very far. And where can our listeners find out more about you? Um, well, if you want to find out more about me, you can go to lossilva.me. There you go. That's nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we can all remember that nice short link. And I'll make sure, of course, that it's posted beneath this recording on trafficjamcast.com. So wherever you're listening to it, head on over there and we'll make sure the links are placed there for you to easily find Loz and connect with him after. So Loz, thanks for today. Shared some awesome stuff and um, I hope to catch up with you again soon. Happy to help, man. Thanks so much for having me. This week's news in traffic. 
Well, beware your Facebook ads targeted to an American audience may be reaching Nigeria and other places. Now, Dr. Harlan Kilstein has revealed in a post on allfacebook.com how his US targeted Facebook campaign was attracting a large number of people from Nigeria opting into his email list. Well, how did this happen? Well, it's been revealed that Airtel Nigeria has recently begun offering free Facebook connectivity to its subscribers without using the internet. Just by dialing star 688 hash, the Nigerian Facebook user has free and unlimited access to Facebook. Now, apparently Facebook targeting does not detect Airtel's Nigerian subscribers who click on ads and subscribe to lists they are interested in. But since they are unable to pay for the products or services they have signed up for, it's putting a drain on the advertiser's accounts. And this was a situation that happened for Dr. Harlan Kilstein. Now, if you have ads targeting the US market also, then just beware because you too may have ads that are not reaching the people that you think they are. In other news, LinkedIn introduces mentions. Now, LinkedIn adds a new way for you to engage with your network through the ability to mention your connections and companies in conversations on LinkedIn. So how does it work? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Begin by typing the name of a connection or company in your status update box or a comment field on the homepage. Then select someone from the list of your connections that appear in the drop down, complete your status or comment and post it. Now, the person or company you mentioned will receive a notification alerting them that they have been mentioned. So the function is essentially a replica of Facebook mention functionality. So we should expect this to increase conversation on LinkedIn and should catch on pretty fast because people are familiar with it. Now, it was rolled out on English speaking countries from April the 4th and other countries should follow shortly. I've had some really nice comments this past week and thank you to everyone who sent me emails, Facebook posts or visited the site and added comments. Here were just a few from the past seven days. First of all, there was Nancy who checked out the Scott Stratton interview and she said, James, this was the first time I've listened to Traffic Jam. I enjoyed it and will be back. So thank you, Nancy. Barry Cummings says, phenomenal content from Traffic Jam. If you're using Facebook in your digital marketing strategy, you have to listen to this and then implement. And he was checking out the Jen Sheehan interview from last week, which seems to be a popular episode because also had a really nice comment from Ernesto Verdugo, who said, James Reynolds never ceases to impress me. Here's one of the best podcasts I've heard about the latest of the latest happening on Facebook. Surely recommended. Thank you, Ernesto. Always value your comments and I value everyone's comments. So if you'd like to leave me one, please head on over to trafficjamcast.com. Leave a comment there in the comments section or leave us a review over at iTunes. I really would appreciate that. The one minute traffic tip. Now, of course, wherever possible, we should be building an email list from our websites, perhaps using a service like Aweber or Office Autopilot. Because when you have a list of subscribers, each time you add a new blog post or perhaps a new product or service to your website, you can inform your subscribers and instantly get traffic to your web pages. Now, this, of course, is Traffic 101, all simple stuff. 
but how do you get the highest number of click-throughs from your emails? Well, here's a few quick tips. First of all, keep your email body brief because the aim is not to contain all the content in the email, but just to evoke curiosity and encourage the click-through. So keep it short and sharp, that'll be best. Include several hyperlinks to your target page and use a different call to action each time so you can trigger the click in a different manner. Now those links should be in larger text so they stand out from the rest of the email, perhaps H1 or H2 tags. H1 does work really well, the bigger the better I find. Now also include an image in the email which too should be hyperlinked to your target page and the best performing image in my tests is an image of a video player with a play button so it actually looks like you can play a video within the email that gets a lot of curiosity and people clicking on it. So there are a few quick tips. If you'd like to see exactly what template I use for my emails and want to swipe it for your own use, head on over to trafficjamcast.com and subscribe to my email updates. I'll send you an email each week when I announce new episodes using this exact format I describe here. And of course, you'll also get some free goodies too. So well worth doing. That rounds out episode number six of Traffic Jam. I'll be right back next week with another expert interview and all the very latest and greatest traffic tips and news. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me an iTunes review and I'll give you a shout out next week. Playing us out this week is the MK dub version of the 1992 classic house track, Can You Feel It?
been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website trafficjamcast.com. 